Nature has so much to offer you, your friends and your family. We at Natur und Umwelt want to bring you closer to the beauty of your environment and what the different seasons have to offer you. In our last feature, we were talking about autumn being the right time to plant hedges and trees, but also different flowers, such as the bulbs of early bloomers. Although for most other flowers, herbs, young vegetable plants or shrubs, you'd better wait with the planting until spring, you may already want to know where to purchase your flowers and, more particularly, where to find plants that have been cultivated without the use of synthetic pesticides. As you are hopefully aware, pesticides are bad for our nature and its environment. They are the one important drivers of biodiversity loss. How so? In short, they contaminate our soils, poisoning and destroying the uncountable organisms living in them, such as different insects, worms, millipedes, fungi, to name only a few. And the contamination of our soils inevitably also leads to the pollution of our groundwater. In the end, this is also harming ourselves, as degraded soil makes it harder to grow crops and consequently food, and polluted drinking water, well, it speaks for itself, doesn't it? And let's not forget about pollinating insects. Bees, butterflies, hoverflies, pesticides are all killing them. You might ask yourselves why it is important to watch for pesticide-free plants when buying them, when you're not even using any pesticides in your own garden. Well, the pesticides that are used to shield the young plants from insects during their production don't just disappear, and most of them remain in the plants until they are flowering in your garden or flower box. In 2014, a random sampling of various ornamental flowers from different hardware stores and garden centers in Luxembourg revealed that all the plants contain pesticide residues. And as flowering plants don't only exist for aesthetics, but are also an important source of food for insects and other small animals, those produced with pesticides are treacherous. Pollinators, for instance, ingest the poison with the pollen or nectar and, sooner or later, die from the consequences. So, to reduce the general use of pesticides and the pollution of our environment through these hazardous substances, and of course to protect our pollinating insects, it is important that also ornamental flowers are produced without pesticides. This even opens business opportunities and with the purchase of such pesticide-free plants, you can not only help save the bees, but also support small local producers. Okay, long story short, where can you buy these plants? There are currently six producers that are cultivating pesticide-free flowers and or young vegetable plants. And they are all either in the social and solidarity economy or family-owned businesses. You can find the list of producers on the website of the Oni Pesticiden campaign, the Without Pesticides campaign, led by a group of stakeholders from conservation. The site onipesticiden.lu, so O-U-N-I, P-E-S-T-I-Z-I-D-E-N.L-U is unfortunately in German only, but you'll get to the list by clicking on the pictures with the flowers, or if you can't find your way, you can send us a message and we'll redirect you. A um, little side note, when you're actually in one of the shops, 
Be sure to ask specifically for pesticide-free plants, as they may be selling other flowers that are conventionally grown by third-party producers. Taking a leap now from pesticide-free plants to a group of insects that will benefit from a pesticide-free environment, but is also one of the many living organisms that play an important role in natural pest control and can help you avoid using pesticides. I'm talking about ladybirds. Over the past weeks, you may have seen invasions of these little beetles and wondered what they were about. Ladybirds gather in groups to search together for suitable winter quarters, which can be in cracks of walls, heaps of leaves and compost or roof beams of non-insulated attics. They usually use the final warmer days in October for this and can then be observed in large numbers on sunny fronts, absorbing the last rays of warmth. The explanation as to why they overwinter in crowds is easy. It will save them their partner search in spring. So, when they shake off their state of torpidity with rising temperatures, they can get right down to business. Mating. While searching for a winter quarter, ladybirds sometimes get lost inside houses and flats. But overwintering indoors is not a good idea for an insect. Not only are they unwanted guests bothering their hosts, the bugs themselves also risk starvation. As they are more reactive to warmth than to day length, they don't reach their state of torpidity in heated rooms and without any access to food, they will starve. So the best thing to do is get them back outdoors, either with a cup and a piece of cardboard or paper, or if they are many, you can put a sock over your hoover, set on low performance level, and then suck them in and release them back to nature. And here's the reason why you shouldn't just destroy them, besides that being unnecessarily cruel. As mentioned, ladybirds can help you control pests in your garden, more specifically aphids. Their name might not suggest it, but ladybirds are veritable aphid killers. While an adult ladybird, depending on the species, feeds on 100 to 150 aphids daily, their larvae have a similar hunger. During the three weeks they are living until pupation, each will eat between 400 and 600 aphids. So if you had or maybe will have an invasion of ladybirds in or around your house in autumn, remember that the descendants of one single ladybird can devour up to 100,000 aphids during the next summer and just let them be the true lucky charm they are. For more information on our activities, go to naturemwelt.lu, that is N-A-T-U-R-E-M-W-E-L-T dot L-U.